Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted. All right. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Dan Russo, Portfolio Manager and Director of Research at Potomac Fund Management with our first Who Charted of the New Year. Here with me, as always, is Drew Wells. Let's get started. The most exciting six minutes in market. Six charts in six minutes. Let's go, Drew. All right. It's great to be back with y'all. We have the 10-year note uh, price here. This is a weekly chart. We had a pretty big move in uh, interest rates last week. Uh, Everybody's running around with their hair on fire. So we kind of wanted to call out a uh, level that we think is pretty important here. This is uh, 10-year note price testing um, uh, multi-year support and resistance level right there at the 128 level. It's below a declining 10-week uh, and 40-week moving averages highlighted there on the chart, right? So the trend uh, for, for bonds is down, meaning rates is up. But if we're going to see a bounce uh, in fixed income, and particularly uh, some sectors of fixed income areas, uh, it's, it's very likely that that could happen around these areas. Um, again, we're focused on that downtrend uh, going forward in the future. But if we're going to see a bounce, it's very likely that we could see that somewhere around these levels. All right, next chart, Bloomberg Commodity Index. Uh, For those of you who might not have seen it, uh, commodities were the cover story uh, on Barron's this weekend. I don't don't read Barron's, but, um, you know, it was the cover story, so everybody's going to be talking about it. Bloomberg Commodity Index is actually something we've been talking about for quite some time, uh, predominantly in a bullish way. As a matter of fact, I am uh, kind of in print uh, at a previous shop bullish commodities starting back in the July August time frame 2020 now what we have here is a breakout uh, above the 91 level for the index we've reclaimed the 50-day moving average uh, above a 200-day moving average RSI uh, solidly in bullish ranges and uh, take a look at the RSI here take a look at what's happening we're actually becoming overbought for the first time in years Um, so what that tells us is there is some momentum behind this trend Uh, What I think is interesting is playing it within the equity landscape for those of you who are only focused on equities, right? Groups like materials and energy are so under-owned and so small, uh, there's opportunity there. All right. So had a little bit of red last week. We've got some red uh, throughout the main equity indices today as of of this recording. Um, If you're going to get super bared up uh, and you don't check that thesis with the bond market first, that's very arguably uh, something that's irresponsible, right? So we have high yield credit spreads on the top, S&P 1500 uh, in the middle pane and rolling 63 quarter correlation. 63-day correlation at the very bottom pane there. So as demand for risky bonds rises, rates fall. Therefore, that's typically inversely correlated with uh, the S&P 1500, which is, by the way, above its 50-day moving average. Credit spreads are below their 50-day moving average. So what we don't want to see is a big reversal of that. We don't want to see a big spike. We're not seeing any of that right now. So a lot of the perma bears that got perked up last week uh, that have not checked that thesis with this bond market uh, could end up being sorely mistaken. But anytime you want to get bared up and you don't check the bond market, that's something uh, you know that you definitely want to do. 
All right, S&P 500 growth against S&P 500 value. Now, this one is kind of my mea culpa, I guess, if you will. Uh, not so much mea culpa. The trend was bullish. We had been bullish on the growth over value theme, uh, and that's reversed, right? So that's an opportunity to kind of play to our mantra of always keeping risk in mind, right? Managing risk. Uh, the growth to value relationship has a broken below support. Uh, and at the same time, the 63-day rate of change is on the verge of going negative. Uh, what does that mean? So I look back through history. It's happened about 129 times. Going forward over the next 63 days, it's generally a chop fest. It's kind of a coin toss uh, as to whether or not growth will outperform value or value or outperform growth. However, in the near term, over the next 21 days, when the 63-day ROC of this ratio has gone negative, uh, growth has struggled. Uh, growth has only outperformed value about 38% of the time uh, when that has happened. So something to keep in mind here. Um, you know, this was a bullish trend until it wasn't. Key levels broke and we uh, change our view. All right. Dan mentioned uh, growth to value. Here's an industry uh, complex within that growth to value thing that was super, super big in 2020. Clean energy, right? Uh, SP 500 energy sector, dirty energy, uh, you know, as the, the term has been coined, has essentially been left for dead. But one of the things that you'll notice is that clean energy relative to uh, the S&P 500 energy sector is, has materially broken down. That, In fact, that big breakdown that you saw, that was all of last week's action. Uh, we had a RSI reading that was uh, sub 20, right? So uh, below uh, 50 uh, and 200 day moving averages that are both declining. So the energy sector is something that's really interesting. It's obviously a big value play. It's one that's been left for dead for quite some time. Uh, and we could see sort of a reversal of this trend and we're certainly seeing that now. Uh, whether or not that trend continues, uh, you know, for several years remains to be seen, but it's definitely bodes well for a sector that's a very small portion of the S&P 500. All right, just to kind of hammer home my point from the previous slide, here's the same theme, growth value, except looking at small caps. So arguably the more risky uh, area of this theme. Now you can see the breakdown through support, similar to what have played out in the large caps. Uh, however, this really never got going to the upside. So the riskier pocket of the growth over value theme uh, didn't get going even as large caps were. And that's fine. Large caps were outperforming small caps for the majority uh, of the back half of last year, as we all know. But what's interesting here is, again, looking at that 63-day rate of change, so the three-month trend, that actually has gone negative here. So while large caps haven't gone negative yet, we're watching them. Uh, here, uh, the 63-day ROC actually has gone negative. And uh, as you might expect, it leads to kind of some choppiness over the short to intermediate term. So right now in the growth over value trend, you can say that the theme has shifted uh, and the uh, the burden of proof is squarely on the bulls now uh, to reverse this. It's hard to get excited about something that I previously was excited, but uh, when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope you had a great holiday and New Year's and we look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.